really got to try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Cheers and welcome, welcome once again to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and so much more all about the world of rugby. I am your host, David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows the game wherever I can find it all over the globe. If you'd like to get in touch, well, I would love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter at of Scrum. I'm on Instagram at the Scrum of the Earth podcast. And you can always just drop me a good old fashioned email at the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. So, as you have no doubt guessed, this is not your regular weekly episode, but is in fact yet another bonus episode. And this time, I was very excited to sit down and chat with two, count them two, of my beloved Free Jacks front rowers, Andrew Quatrin and Cole Keith. I really hope you enjoy this one. I had a ton of fun. So let's dive right in. Okay, my friends, as always, I am greatly pleased to have a couple new guests. On the show, and this time, we have got multiple Free Jacks in the house. We've got a double dose of front rowers with Andrew Quatrin and Cole Keith. Andrew, Cole, guys, welcome to the show. So good to see you. Hey, David. Thanks for having us. Uh, really excited to be on here tonight. David, thanks so much. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure to listen. It's awesome to be on, finally. Thank you. So both of you are in your first season with the Free Jacks. Um, Cole, I'm going to start with you. You know, how have you settled in so far? Um, yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been all good. Uh, TK and uh, the whole staff and everything up front have been, you know, amazing in, in helping the transition and getting down here and things. And I know it's only Canada and USA, but moving countries, there's actually a lot more to it than what you would think. And uh, just can't speak highly enough of, uh, of TK and, and his staff for everything they've done for me uh, coming down here so far okay yeah, he's very good at his job i would say yeah um cole what, what's been your biggest surprise you just kind of mentioned it, it seems like a bigger deal than you thought it was going to be what's been your biggest surprise about moving down here to you know comparatively the deep south um yeah i don't know i just think you know the driving here is a lot different um <laughs> <laughs> but just, just little, little little things like that, you know, people are more, uh, you know, they like to use the horn instead of a safety feature, you know, but uh, no, uh, <laughs> it's hard to say. Just, uh, it's just, just things are just slightly different, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's good though. Yeah. No, no major things, but just, just small differences. Uh, Andrew, we said beforehand, I, I can go ahead and call you Drew. Is that fine? Yeah, that works. That works. So same question for you. How are you getting on? So originally I was going to ask, how is life as a new Quincy resident? But actually, I understand that while the HQ was in, in Quincy, you guys actually live in Dorchester. Is that right? Yeah, this uh, I'm at the house I live in uh, with uh, Keys and Benny Lesage is in Dorchester, which is lovely. Um, dot, right on Dot Ave there. Uh, so kind of making ourselves locals around here and no, it's been good. Like Cole said, I mean, that's just, it was pretty smooth transition. Thanks to TK and the staff. It's been awesome. Uh, honestly, I'd agree with uh, Cole. Like the driving is just crazy. Um, you know, I'll go back to Canada and be, the, I'll be on um, the most hated driver, the amount I honk. So <laughs> um, you just got to, you just got to <laughs> adapt. Though. I, I just got to adapt, I guess. But um 
No, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, yeah, Dorchester. I'm awesome. sure. You, I'm sure you've come across the phrase "masshole" by now. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you'd think people from you'd think people from like New York would call us "massholes," but no, no, no. People in Massachusetts call ourselves "massholes." Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's good. It's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, oh, by the way, the reason I bring up Dorchester is because you guys have a pretty amazing Instagram account called the Dorchester Room. Can you tell us about that and, you know, how that came about? It's it's great stuff. Yeah, I guess briefly. Uh, so Ben, myself, and Keys all, I think, kind of like getting on the sticks and cooking and whatnot. And um, I think we were just like, oh, you know, it might be cool to just have a dinner every Sunday. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we were just like, let's just document it. And um, so we've been inviting a couple teammates. We actually, with the, with the sock drop, that the prize, like, internally with the team was a Dorchester room invite. So, Regan, his uh, girlfriend, and and Zach, the Puma Bastress, is is coming over uh, next week. Um, and yeah, I think it's I don't know if it's about like one upping each other. I think it's just about making a more unique meal each week, kind of getting out of your comfort zone. Because like realistically, you know, before this, if I was asked to make a meal for someone, it would probably be you know pasta and and meat sauce, something I'm used to. So uh, no, it's been good. Uh, there's been some creative dishes, and it's it's kind of fun just to make fun of each other on the Instagram. <laughs> So, uh, oh, sorry, were you going to add something there? No, no, no. Oh, sorry. So, uh, you know, a, a regular from the Jack's Rangers show, which I'm sure you're familiar with, and, you know, a devoted follower of the Dorchester Room, Bozo6, he specifically asked me to ask you guys, and I'm quoting here, ask them why they skipped their dinner post this week. They did a story with meatballs and sauce Monday night, but no post. Guys, what gives? Wow. So we've actually been backlogged um, a bit, which is kind of tough. And like, so the boys put the pressure on me to post it, but sometimes they won't send me the pictures, which is fine, which is fine. Um, so yeah, I take a bit of heat um, having a post and whatnot. Um, but yeah, no, I've actually just posted probably about 18 minutes ago, not, not to be exact. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's good. Um, I think we're doing a big 150 uh, giveaway. So um yeah bozo it's been posted and then we'll have sundays probably up tomorrow saturday it'll be some heat coming off the uh, instagram here within the next seven eight days excellent i'm psyched um uh, and so guys fear not i don't have any more surprise questions uh and for any of your listeners not already subscribing to the dorchester room do yourself a favor get on it you will not That's regret enough. it uh so back to our regularly scheduled program and going back to you cole um just you know Briefly, can you tell us, you know, what first got you into rugby? What path sort of led you down this very quirky road you found yourself you find yourself on right now? By the way, I've asked a lot of people this question, and at least fifty percent of them, the answer is, well, I was in college and I saw a sign that said "free beer, bring your sneakers." Are you another one of those? <laughs> no, unfortunately <laughs> not. Uh, probably that would be a better story than what I have. Um, I just, uh, I always played sport, very athletic growing up, would try and play, you know, hockey was my main sport, um, like baseball, golf, soccer, all these things growing up and uh, just enjoyed the physicality of, you know, sports and being able to, you know, be bigger and stronger than people. <laughs> and uh, I think rugby, I just kind of grew, grew, grew towards it and another opportunity to, you know, probably get out a little anger and, and try and hit people without getting in trouble, which is probably a helped me along the way so 
Well, it's a different thing that, you know, wanting to give contact and take contact. It's a different type of animal, don't you think? Oh, yeah, totally. And I mean, I was all, I mean, I had my fair share of both. So uh, probably more on the receiving end. But, uh, but yeah, no, I just <laughs> kind of kind of grew towards that. Just another another sport to play in the springtime for us back home. Drew, same question. Was rugby, you know, already in your family? Was it around you growing up or did you have to discover it on your own? Yeah, probably like Cole, like baseball and hockey, really. Um, and so uh, probably just new to the sport. Honestly, I, didn't, I was pretty small. Like, um, I couldn't play football in, in high school. Um, so rugby was the only way I played fullback for the first couple of years till I hit puberty and, um, you know, pretty much went from the reverse positions, uh, which is kind of tough look, uh, <laughs> um, you get but, closer and closer yeah, and yeah, 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 I'm, I'm one too number many, away. Too many bagels and cream cheese in the off season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm one number, <laughs> I'm one number away. Um, no, but it's, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was just another sport. I think like Cole said, uh, maybe like a new, a fresh new sport, um, kind of always having that interest of playing something new. So that's probably, that's how I got started really. And, um, obviously comes a time when you pick one and, um, definitely wasn't going anywhere in hockey. <laughs> Cole could probably say yeah. the same. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I guess it was rug- uh, rugby. Why not? Oh, is, is hockey popular in Canada? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, Andrew, actually, uh, you know, sticking with you, I, I see you played a couple seasons for the Ontario Blues prior to joining the Arrows in Major League Rugby. Can you tell us a little, a little bit about what that was like? Um, I noticed the Blues won the, the Mac Tier Cup in 2016 and 2018, two years that seemed to coincide with your tenure there. Coincidence or no? I think that was awesome playing with the Ontario Blues, especially because a lot of us started playing with the Toronto Arrows together. And I think it was quite unique, like playing with a guy like Rob Brower and and uh, Michael Shepard, obviously old boys on that team, and then playing with like a Marcello Wainwright or a Mitch Richardson, Pete Malazzo, like guys my age. So it was quite unique. How it was like a, probably about six or seven like very young guys in university, and then about probably six or seven guys over the age of. 32 Sean Windsor right like um Tom Dolzell so no it was quite unique it was it was awesome and obviously getting to play against a guy like Peppa right on the other side of the country where like um yeah it, it was great so Cole I actually see that you played for the Atlantic Rock which sounds to me yeah. like a very very specific Spotify playlist but <laughs> in fact it's an actual another crc club uh you know what was that experience like and did you in fact play against drew in that competition yeah me and drew faced off a few times against each other i actually think in the 2018 final we both played against each other um but uh but yeah the atlantic rock uh obviously i don't know if you're up to date on your uh, canadian geography but uh, there's like four provinces in the atlantic side of canada um and basically, you know, we're one of the most coveted teams that everybody in Canada wants to play for based on the culture of the team. You know, you get a few guys like Connor Keys from Ontario that tries to come over and, you know, adopt a, a, an Atlantic Canadian accent and kind of go on that way. And he plays for the team and, and just claims that he's from there now. But um, but no, the Rock, <laughs> it, was a great, it, was a, it was a great team and uh, the culture is top notch. And uh, yeah, it's just... It, it's it's awesome to be a part of that because it's not really a thing anymore. So, 
So, Drew, I, I see that last year you were the recipient of the inaugural S. Mark, uh, Marcus Calloway Community Impact Award, which got you, you know, a nice commemorative trophy, but more importantly, a $5,000 donation to your charity of choice. And you chose an organization called Optimism Place. Can you tell us about, you know, the award and that organization and why you chose to support them? Yeah, so the Optimism Place is a good friend of mine. Um, uh, Jeff Wood, his partner, um, she works there and it's a woman's shelter in Stratford and, and essentially I've been working with them in university and whatnot, doing less probably monetary um, donation drives, more so like, uh, I guess it would be like um, secondhand clothing. Um that that and and, and wow. the, um yeah and like and and um hygiene products and and stuff like that and for chill, snacks for children um so yeah no obviously it, I, I've vocalized like multiple times in terms of like yeah I, ju I just was the guy coming up with ideas and Cole being one of the boys last year um and other boys that are willing to like support that um was couldn't have done it without the team uh it was it was quite awesome Mr. Um, Mr. Callaway was a great man and like had an amazing resume uh so yeah like I was I was super honored to win that um but obviously wouldn't have been wouldn't have been able to do it without without the teammates so we've been we've been doing some pretty amazing stuff here in New England this year it's been awesome um and, and hopefully have a couple a uh, couple more of those things coming up that's excellent I'm really happy about that so uh so guys both of you went to the 2019 Rugby World, Ca uh, World Cup to represent Canada, along with some other, you know, very familiar names, like, like you've already mentioned, Connor Keyes, Ben Lesage. Can you talk about that experience? Uh, you know, it must have been mind-blowing from the very start. Uh, either of you want to just jump in on that? Um, yeah, it's uh, obviously a huge honor getting to uh, go there and represent Canada at such a big event. And, uh, you know, it was probably one of the, greatest experiences I've ever had in my life uh, from the moment we touched down in, um, in Japan until the day we left uh, the country just hosted the team and, and everybody so well in the whole the whole tournament really um, and just the experiences and stories and things like that that we had and made uh, you know I, I highly doubt I'll ever do something like that ever again so it uh, it was awesome. So Andrew, uh, same same question. What are some of your own highlights from that trip? It must have been unbelievable. Yeah, honestly, Cole said it. Cole's Cole said it to a T. I think I probably wish I documented a bit more of it, like on my phone. Like mm. I know you don't really want to be on your phone and stuff for like you know, Kenny Dryden in the 1972 series with Canada, Russia, like he was always on a tape recorder, like recording things, and guys would always give him the nonsense, <laughs> which is crazy. That's an incredible reference. Yeah, like right, and so I think. Sometimes you want to, yeah, you do want to take it in, but I think you probably should have taken advantage of it with the technology and like, and recorded it. Right. Like, um, I think Shep, uh, Michael Shepard recorded a lot of it with his GoPro and stuff. Um, so yeah, probably, uh, should have just taken more advantage of it. But I think just like, uh, the culture shock was quite unique where it's just like, I don't think Paul could probably say the same where it was like, I don't think I've been anywhere like that globally and then an amazing place because the fans and people are, are awesome and and so kind and stuff so i know it was it was amazing so this one's for either of you you know team canada during that world cup got a lot of very positive press all around the way y'all helped up with the cleanup after the hurricane you know how did that come about and you know what do you remember about those days yeah, I think um, it was quite unique because I think we had a couple of some family members and whatnot staying in town and 
I don't know if anyone really knew the severity of it. And um, the tsunami actually had, uh, unfortunately, um, hit the town we were in, Kamaishi. Um, so it was quite, uh, there was just, a, it was just very like, it was a pretty moving place to be. Um, and so when some pictures started filtering and how, how um, there was like a significant amount of rain, um, um, the team was just like, hey, how can we help out and stuff? And, and um, yeah, kind of went went on from there um so obviously unfortunate we couldn't play but i think at the end of the day like uh hu humanity won i couldn't agree more and it, it was funny too I, I support scotland internationally and that was not a good day for scottish rugby the sru while while team canada is out there helping clean up physically the sru is shaking their fist at the clouds and saying we're going to sue you for raining on us, and you know it was not not a good uh, not a good weekend for Scottish rugby. Um, okay, it's time to play a little mini game called "How Accurate Is Wikipedia?" So, according to that esteemed bastion of scholarly research, both of you played for the Toronto Arrows for four seasons, and Andrew, it says you got one try over that time. Cole, it says you got zero. First of all, is that true? No, I think it's false for Peppa and myself, actually. Yeah. I'm sorry, say that again. I think that's wrong for both of us, for Cole and myself. Yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Give, give, me the, yeah. give me the real numbers. You probably, you got a bunch, eh, Cole? I actually you got like three first, or four. I went my first three years with zero um, and then scored three last year. I believe it was three. So there we go. Yeah. I think you need to get on Wikipedia and do a little editing there. <laughs> yeah, I, that'll be up to somebody else. I'll never, I'm not tech savvy. I don't think I'd ever know how to do that. So, <laughs> so Drew, uh, is Cole getting over the line this year for the Free Jacks? 100%. He's pretty cheeky. Uh, I think just in and around the ruck and hopefully um, maybe like a, a, a special potentially um, from a line out or oh. something. That'd be kind of cool to see. Um, cause I know he got a sweet one. It was last year. It was the Woodcock, right? Off the back of them all. Cole came running around, dotted down for five and you picked through the rough. I think you probably had about three or four. Yeah. That's yeah tough. It's, it's either getting scored from a meter out or, or probably not at all. So uh, <laughs> very lim limited options for me. <laughs> uh, Cole, same question though. In reverse, will Drew here add to his career try tally this year? Oh yeah, that guy's got a line for the or a nose for the dry line like no other. And, and sniffing <laughs> off the back of malls, all that stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if he bagged five or six this season. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> okay, uh, I have just a couple more questions before we get to our our speed round, as I'm calling it, very uncreatively. Is that okay to go? Yep. Oh yeah. So as we're recording this right now. My beloved Free Jacks, our Free Jacks, are 3-1 and one on the season. There are no other teams with winning records in the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, there are three of them, the San Diego Legion, the Seattle Seawolves, and the Houston Thundercats, as I call them. Um, you've already gone to San Diego, but the other two teams are your opponents for the final two rounds of this regular season. This leads me to a few different questions. So we'll start with Drew. You know, which of those two teams, Seattle or the Thundercats, represents a bigger threat? Wow, it's a good question. <laughs> uh, I think Seattle's pretty – I think they're both very good. 
Um, I, I think Seattle's just always been a threat. I think even the early years in the MLR, obviously two, two shields. Um, and I think they've added even quite a more good friend of mine, Ronan Foley, like another good ball carrier to that forward pack. Um, yeah, I think Seattle's very good. And I, and I think it's, um, something that comes along with it is quite hard place to play. Uh, probably maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know the, the, um, the attendance they get, but yeah, it's a pretty hard place to play. Um, their fans are probably, it would probably be like Fort Quincy stuff. Cool. Same, same question. Do you, do you agree? Do you disagree? Yeah, that was kind of the first thing that popped in my mind as well Is I believe we're away to Seattle um, and we have Houston at home. <clears throat> so yep. yeah, I mean, we've played a lot of uh, probably four or five times out in Seattle now. Um, and it's uh, it is, it's a tough place to travel to. It's a long travel time change. The field's very narrow, short, small, and it's uh, it's just a. Then they have a pretty hostile environment as well. So I would say the away game to Seattle would probably be a little bit more strenuous. Well, than, uh, my my friend, thank you for teeing that up for me so nicely, because <laughs> Seattle is in fact the farthest away from Boston out of all of our away games this year. Even San so, Diego, you, you know. I think Seattle's farther because of how how far oh. north it is. Um, at least according to my half-assed Google researching. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have that long trip home from Washington State before taking on Houston for the season finale. Yeah. You know how how much does that affect you as players? Are there some players for whom it's a, a bigger deal than others? You know, Cole, what do these long trips mean for you and for the team? Um, yeah, I mean they're tough. Um, you kind of, you know, you just kind of get used to it, I guess. Um, the, the, the travel, obviously the longer flights with the time change, three hours, isn't too bad. That's, uh, usually one night you can get back on your regular sleep schedule, but I mean, everybody kind of handles it a little differently. Everybody does their, their little things that they need to do to, you know, kind of get their body back to normal after a long travel. Um, but I, w- I don't think it's a, a huge factor in, you know, a game seven days later. So, Drew, what's your take? I, I know, and you already alluded to it, actually, TK does everything in his power to sort of mitigate these kinds of difficulties. How big a deal do you think it is? Yeah, I think it's tough. Um, personally, too, like Cole travels well. I don't really, I don't fly too well. Like we were coming down in some hard turbulence coming into Atlanta and Cole's got his, put his hand on my back, actually grounded me quite well. Like I, you know, my heartbeat is probably going 135 the whole flight, right? So I know some guys like might not be able to catch a lot of sleep. Um, so it can take a toll on guys, but I think um, at the end of the day, it's part of the business. I don't know if that's the, the mm. best answer to give you. Sorry, apologize, but um, no, no. I don't know. I guess it's all, like you just you get a you get a bad sleep, you kind of move on, you move on, like you get on with it almost thing. But um, no, it is it is tough. It's you're going thousands of kilometers which is i guess the unique thing about our right. like when, when i was talking to mike rogers recently he, he kind of implied it's it's a it's often a bigger deal for like for the kiwis like who just there's never a time when they are used to a plane trip that long because, because the country's just just not that big um is that yeah. what you meant like it affects different, different guys different ways yeah i think so like like it's another hour east, so we're probably as as south, like as, as pin high as coal lives. If you go four hours, you get to the UK. But if you go four hours, you, you're in 
you're in what Utah? <laughs> like it's, it's crazy how big the con like the continent is. So I think it's unique yeah. that way. Okay. Final little question before we get to the speed round, you know, we already talked about how many teams actually have winning records right now, but the fact that there are only four teams with winning records, that's as much an indicator of how early we are in, you know, in the schedule this year as it is a, a reflection of the actual strength of these different squads, you know, Drew, give me a team or two outside of this list, the San Diego's, Seattle's, and Houston's, that you think could, you know, really pose a problem for you and the Free Jacks this year. I think just in the, I think any team in the East on any days is pretty strong and obviously a big game against us. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think New Orleans is tre- like can trend well. I think they can be pretty dangerous with some of the additions they've had on. And I think New York as well. Um, uh, yeah, like New York, like all we has been pretty strong. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that the start of the year, they might've struggled last year and of them league champions. Um, so yeah, I would say those two specifically, but I think anyone in this league, it can be, is it has the potential. Well, the, yeah, they struggled and then they added Nihi, Milner, Scudder, and was it Waisuki <laughs> Nahalo? Like, yeah, a little, uh, little difference there. Um, Cole, same thing. Do you have any matches, you know, sort of circled on your calendar this year? As a group, do you talk about what teams could cause problems for us? Um, I don't think we really talk about it as a group. Um, I think we know that there's a lot more parity in the league than there used to be. Um, and mm-hmm. basically, you kind of have to bring you know, your best stuff week in and week out um, or else you'll get exposed. And I think, you know, we've seen that the last few weeks in the league, um, you know, New York probably got a little exposed by New Orleans a few weeks ago and just, you know, you, you really need to prepare well and, you know, show up every, every game to, you know, win when before you could probably get away with maybe a, you know, a lackluster performance and maybe squeeze one out, but, uh, you don't really see that now anymore, just from the the strength of every team. So, so you guys already mentioned Noah, and when I did, I already mentioned Mike Rogers when I had a conversation with him and asked him who you know who are you thinking about, who's on the radar, who's most improved this year. Noah was the first team he mentioned. I've heard lots of people saying, on paper before the season started, they they look like the most improved team. Do you think um, the way they've performed so far, you know, belies how they're actually going to do? Do you think they're just kind of waiting to wake up and figure it out? Um, Yeah, I mean, they obviously had a few, uh, well, not a few, a lot of, you know, fairly big off-season signings. Um, And it probably took them a little bit of time to kind of find their feet after preseason and in games. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I think they're a good team. And um, I'm sure that they'll, you know, keep trending in the right direction and just looking forward to, to playing them here in a few weeks when we have them at home later on this season. So. Guys, this has been awesome. I want to thank both of you again for taking the time to chat. It, you know, before we even started recording, it's one of those things that's so great about being a fan of the Free Jacks. The accessibility to players and staff that the, the Free Jacks are all about. It's just always so cool to get you guys, uh, get to know you guys a little bit better. I'm obviously a founding member. I've been a fan since the word go. I feel very lucky to have opportunities like this. So thank you again. Um, that does bring us to our speed round. And, you know, what wow. we're looking for here, not, not single word answers, just but very short ones. I would say one sentence, maybe two, like in an emergency. You guys ready to go? Yeah. Let's do it. 
Okay. I've got 10 of these little beauties. The format is going to be like a snake draft if you've ever done a, a boring fantasy league. So, you know, Cole first, then Drew, followed by okay. Drew first, et cetera, et cetera, and so on. Perfect. Um, yeah. ha- have, you, have you both put your thinking scrum caps on? Oh, we got her on. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Drew, uh, I, uh, I rolled some dice ahead of time while you weren't looking to figure out who won the first crack, and it's you. So what is your favorite place to play when the team is on the road? Seattle. Seattle? Good crowd. Cole, uh, Gets you agree, up for it. Love it. Cole, agree, disagree? I disagree. I think my favorite place is New Orleans. Oh. <laughs> Grass field, the good atmosphere. stadium, lots of room in the locker room. Usually a good time after. You know, it's it's nice to just go once a year. Honestly, could sway me, yeah. Like, yeah. he brings in valid points. The, the grass field and the big stalls in the locker Dude, the big stalls the big is a show. Yeah. That was an emergency. I needed to use the two sentence, by the way. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, Cole, you're up first on this one. Give us a player outside of Major League Rugby who you look up to as someone who plays your position. Um, probably. Owen Franks, an old All Black, um, just oh. kind of a, yeah. He was just kind of uh, he was kind of the man five or six years ago, and uh, you know just always did his job and just a very steady guy. I think he's won over a hundred caps, so one of, he's probably one of them. Oh, that's a great shout! Wow, that wasn't even on my radar. I love it, Drew. Same thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> apart from Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman, who's a hooker that you admire? <laughs> Uh, I'd say that the probably the sheriff, um, Ken Owens yeah. and uh, and Rory Best, probably because they're, they're kind of like my body uh, body type. But then I'd say the new Dan Sheehan for for Ireland as well. He's someone I kind of aspire to be like in terms of agility. I got to get there. Are you all watching the Six Nations, or or I should say, did you watch the Six Nations here? Because Ireland are on fire. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Peaking a little uh, early, though. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about RG Snyder. Yeah, tag anymore. that. Tag that. Uh, Drew, back to you. Who is the best overall player in the MLR who isn't on the Free Jacks? Sam Malcolm. Oh. He's, Cole, agree? Disagree? Yeah, that's a great shout. I actually had a different Toronto arrow, Ross Broud. Oh, yeah. That's a he great was the goal. first one that popped oh. into my mind. Yeah. Probably some bias playing with him the last few years, but that guy is amazing at everything. That's a great one. Um, staying up north of the border, Cole, best Canadian musical artist of all time. Fair wow. warning. If if neither of you says Rush, I'm exchanging my latest Free Jacks jersey for a Dallas Jackals cap this weekend. Wow, then you might have to do it. Oh. <laughs> That's killer. I'm glad I'm second here. Um, wow. Can we say um, two or do you just want one? I'll give you one if you want one, but okay. Only That's one. Fun. That's fine. Oh. If he says it, I won't say it. Well, I know who you want to say, so I will. But you say it. No, 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 no. I will give you them. Uh, 
I'm no, gonna no. go with uh, Robbie Robinson from the band. Oh, dude, that hey. was two for me. That was two for me. I'm going the hip. Crouch wow. Yeah, I I knew you'd go the hip. I knew you'd go the hip. I was the I was the band. I was number two though. The hip was in my top two as well. Wow, that's excellent, Drew. What do you got? Yeah, I, sorry, I got the tragically hip. Uh, and then the, the band was going to be second. I will. I know you didn't want to, but uh, quite unique that Cole and I probably had one and two, same one. Amazing. Um, we're starting with you this time. Drew, where do they make the best maple syrup? If you say Canada, I will need a province as well. You can't just say Canada. It's, it's too damn big. I think Riley DiNardo, the ex-arrow, probably arrow number 30-ish, she's tapped some trees in Ontario. And I've heard they're really good. I'm not a okay. big maple syrup guy. I don't have waffles much. I'd probably oh. go for like hash browns instead of waffles, but yeah. Cole, are you a maple syrup guy? What do you got? Yeah. Um, I also don't really eat pancakes or waffles that much, but I do love maple syrup. Uh, best place that it's made is probably out in uh, Lower Butternut Ridge, New Brunswick at the Keith Sugar Shack. <laughs> Um, wow. Yeah, a few hundred acres of tap trees out there. So, you know, you don't, you don't get any more pure than that. <laughs> well, this is the kind of segment where there's no right or wrong answers because that was clearly the right answer. Yeah, I mean, there's only one answer. You get it because he put on his new accent, or <laughs> you, you, you get it in an old, an old liquor bottle is the only way to get it, too. So, that is epic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cole, back to you. Hardest player to tackle that you've ever tackled. This could be from any time in your career. Um, uh, wow. These are tough because there's just like the fast guys, you know, don't really bode too well with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then again, just the little, you know, nuggets like Eric Howard down in New Orleans, who's five foot three you know, 240 pounds, but you know, he, I don't know. That's, that's tough. Did you say um, five foot three and 240? No way. Uh, might be exaggerating <laughs> a little bit, but he's pretty, he's just a little, he's just a little nugget. Um, yeah. I don't know. He, like, water he's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Um, well, yeah, you gotta I'll, pick I'll um, yeah, I'll go Eric Howard then. I'll go Eric Howard. Wow. Okay. That show I don't me. know. Yeah. Drew, what about you? I feel I like think you like... have an actual. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna okay. say, I think like explosive like wingers scare me, like like Cole said. Uh honestly, like one that would play a decent like would play a decent amount in the recents, probably like Ed Fida. Like just explosive and like will run at you. Um, I feel like Paulo Bellicano, like playing against him, like thankfully don't have to, <laughs> he would be quite dangerous as well. Um, yeah, that's, that, that stuff kind of scares me. So. Okay. We're in the home stretch here. This is question seven. Drew, who wins the MVP in major league rugby this season? Wow. I can see it. <sighs> Honestly. Vian Conradi. Oh, yes. That is a great And that shot. is not a bias shout. He's been tearing up trees for us this year. Cole, 
you got somebody else, or are we just going to pile on the, the Vion? We got somebody else. Vion might have been up there, but we actually got <laughs> our, our, our arm special the other day, and they weren't as big as a few of the guys, so I got to take it out of contention. I'm actually going with the magician, John Poland. Um, wow, oh, that's no. another amazing one. He's, he's what, he scored four tries already this year? Maybe. Oh, I forgot. How do you forget about that? He plays so many minutes, scores. He's on the tail end of some, just controls the game so well. So I'm going to go with JP, the Irish magician. Love it. Uh, Cole, we're sticking with you. We've only got the three left. What team is going to be the biggest surprise in Major League Rugby this year? This could be in a good way or a bad way, just a team that doesn't perform the way we all kind of expected heading into this season? Um, I don't know. I think my head kind of goes back to NOLA. I think they'll kind of exceed expectations, kind of what they've done the last five years in the league now. I don't think they've ever made the playoffs. So I could see them over-exceeding their expectations. Oh, I like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mike, Mike Rogers will be happy with that one. Drew, what do you got? I like Noel as well. I think um, I'm not, I'm not going to piggyback on that. I think Dallas, um, Dallas is, I think, I, I know they've kind of gone through some, some rough patches, but could, could start to trend upwards towards the end of the year. They're, they're a good team. Um, and I, they can't be taken lightly at all. So they're on an historic 21 game losing streak right now. <laughs> uh, the longest major league rugby history. I, in my wisdom, touted them leading into this year. I said, oh, no, no, no. The Argentinian influence, they're going to turn it around. Things are going to click. Things are going to change. They got Mario Ledesma. Things are happening. Not so far. And yeah, I'm rooting for them, but not on Saturday, man. No, no. Okay. Second to last question, Andrew. Which two teams will end up earning a bye in the postseason this year? San Diego and the Free Jacks. I think you're, I actually think you're 100% right. Cole, agree? Yeah, I, those are the two that first popped into my head as well. Our final question, Cole, who wins the MLR Shield this year? And tell us why it is the Free Jacks. Um, yeah, I think it's the Free Jacks. And there's multiple reasons. Uh, I think we're probably the most deep team in the league. You know, we have depth at every position. Um and probably one of the tightest groups that I've ever been a part of as well. So I think just the team culture and the guys getting around each other you know, brings it home. So. Is it nice having these guys from the NPC sort of constantly filtering back in as well? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Drew, obviously same question. What factor or factors is going to push the free jacks over the top into the next level this year? I think, yeah, Cole's, spot on i think i'll add to him like the facilities probably the nicest in the league as well just where the boys are blessed um but yeah you know the amount of characters and the amount of personalities on the team and how tight we are is yeah i i don't think i've ever been a part of that it's it's amazing you get pretty much anything and, and everything you want in there Every, the guys are awesome awesome you can invite three random lads over to your house and you'd have a great time not, not know who they are like yeah Three guys come over. Great time. Have they set up the uh, the ping pong table at, at, at HQ yet? 
I know Mike Rogers used to make a big deal out of it. But last time I talked to him, he said, oh, I haven't set up a table tennis yet. No, it's not. Um, I think Cole, oh. uh, Cole's pretty good, actually. Cole beat me at uh, Game On. And I think the boys are itching for it. So it should be something yeah. we should do. Oh, I think man. it's just finding Maybe a good place. Great. Cricket. Cricket's been on. The North Americans are learning how to play cricket, actually. It's quite fun. <laughs> My partner is so glad that that's not the niche sport that I chose. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, my new friends, that was simply awesome. You know, the total is sometimes greater than the sum of the parts, and that's exactly how you guys are on and off the pitch. Thank you both again so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I can't wait to see you both on Saturday. Um, real quick, what can fans like myself expect in terms of, you know, just a, a basic game plan against, as we already said, the hapless and winless Dallas Jackals? Um, yeah, I think, you know, you'll, we'll be looking to uh, just kind of play our style and our brand of rugby. We focused more on ourselves this week. Um, and training and everything, and, you know, it'll be exciting. We'll be checking the ball around a little bit, but also showing up with some uh, some big shots on D and, and, and driving guys backwards. Is this the week that Dallas finally gets that win? I don't want to say it, but I don't think so. I don't want to jinx it, but. <laughs> I got Andrew one question Quattro. for you, David. Oh. Can I ask you one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm down. What do you got? All right, I got two. What's your favorite influence, like Canadian influence thing? It could be a band, it could be a food. Ooh. Oh, um, probably malt vinegar going with fries. Wow, honestly, wow. We don't, I get on a, I don't eat fries very often. What? <laughs> yeah, we, we don't do that here. Are you sure? <laughs> but like malt vinegar is kind of, it's, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I never heard of that. I think there, there's like a kids in the hall sketch or something where like Kevin McDonald is in the shower, sadly eating fries with malt vinegar. And I was like, what? But then I tried it and I was like, okay, Canada. Okay. Love that. And second and last question. What's uh, what's your favorite free Jacks game you've ever been to? It could be like, you know, how they promote uh, a festival, which is amazing. It could be like that, like a festival included. I think the Unicorn Festival last year, um, the, the weather took us through every aspect of New England weather that you could imagine. You know, it was pouring and it was snowing and it was ice. And then the sun came out and it was literally a freaking rainbow over Fort Quincy. We're all dressed up in our bizarre rainbow unicorn outfits. Of course, we got a great win. Um, it was the pinnacle of, you know, Ollie Engelhart was still here then organizing those festivals and that, you know, he nailed it that time. It was perfect. Uh, our home game, our home opener this year, pretty close. My partner and I wore our inflatable leprechaun outfits, <laughs> which. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Not, but yeah, yeah, I saw that picture. <laughs> you must, yeah, you, you, you literally must have seen us because we were three times Let's as wide go. as everybody else around us. <laughs> Had to buy two seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was also the, uh, so the, the Free Jacks did the Kara Cup before they were, like they were yeah. allowed into the MLR but weren't playing in the regular season. So we had this exhibition competition against these Irish teams. Um, it sucked. It was at the, you know, a weird field. It was effing freezing out. 
And I just loved it because you're there right next to the, you know, right next to the edge of the field, seeing everyone hearing those impacts. It was awesome. And for me, it was my really first introduction to live rugby, even though I've been watching it on TV for a long time. And it's just a different animal. It was so great. You know, that that's a big part of the reason I'm, I'm still here now. And I'm gathering my season ticket holder founding member pins every year. Amazing. Love those answers. Thanks, David. 100%. You guys are the best. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Scrum of the Earth. Um, last thing, what's on the menu at Dorchester House next week? Well, it'll be a big one. I think we're doing an appy, an entree, and a dessert because it's a, it, we're having, like I said, the, the Puma over with, um, with Regan and his partner. Um, so it's honestly TB, TBD. Um, maybe we'll do a little live stream of the menu. Get Ben Lasage oh, yeah. reading the menu off. <laughs> oh, that's one that fell off my radar. Um, with uh, the way, uh, well, never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and skip it and wrap it up. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> I was going to talk about the uh, the mutton chops, but uh, we'll, we'll let Instagram tell that story for us. Um, guys, you were the best. Thank you for taking the time. I'm sorry it took me a little bit to get my act together when we were starting to get together tonight. And uh, I can't wait to see you all on Saturday. You can, you know, I wish you the best of luck. I'll be there rooting for you, and we're going to kill him. So have a great game. Thank awesome. You, sir. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, David. Appreciate Cheers, it. Cheers, you guys. See ya. I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks again, and be well.